Alrighty, welcome to another edition of The Blunt and the Bass. Of course, we are missing the blunt today. Um, I just want to say Jana had an emergency uh, medical situation. It's minor. She is good, but unfortunately, we don't have her joining us today, and we are wishing her well, and she will be back yes, next week. Yes, we are. Yes. Um, we are excited to have a stay-at-home mom join us today, Tammy. <laughs> Um, and Tammy and I are going to talk about all things parents, all things parental rights, all things, um, that are basically living like in bizarro land with children. I mean, yeah, we're taking crazy pills these days. It right. feels like it. So I'm excited to have this discussion with you. I know, um, I get a lot of interaction from parents on my uh social media presence and mm -hmm. there are like some major issues with um that we are being faced you know and i'm we're yeah. talking about like serious things like you know circumventing parental rights um the safety of our girls in public schools and yeah. in locker rooms and sports these days um you know the the threat of schools affirming your care without notifying i mean affirming mm -hmm. your child's care without notifying you right um it's you know disgusting. it is and then you know so there is there's a lot to talk about so we're going to get right into it tammy thank you for joining us today and i'm super excited I, i'm excited you're excited so tell us a little <laughs> bit about yourself and then um okay go ahead. i'm no. sorry oh, I you're good. no go um, ahead well um i'm 46 we, my husband and I have been married 22 years. We tried for a very long time to have a baby. We pretty much tried everything that, well, besides surrogacy, that you can think of to try and have a baby in vitro. They walked us through our cycle, stuff like that. But anyway, we, and each time I got pregnant with my son, and, um, but we were getting ready to go through in vitro. So at that appointment, before starting in vitro is when they told me, well, you're pregnant, so we don't need to do that. That's I know. Awesome. Okay. Thanks a lot. So that was nice. Um, then, unfortunately, we lost him. He only lived oh. about eight hours. And um, there were some problems from 20 weeks that happened. I guess for boys, there's a certain part that is supposed to move in your, your urethra. We're at 20 weeks, their urine, I know that's gross, their urine is supposed to intake, outtake, intake, outtake, so yeah. their lungs produce and grow. But his little ureter was not open, so it backed up. So I had to go, not to get too far into that, but I had to go to Atlanta for about eight weeks to have fluid insert, like they went in through my uterus into the sac to give him fluid so mm -hmm. he can potentially breathe. Anyway, we did lose him and that was extremely sad. I'm so But, sorry. um, thank you. Um, but then we, of course, were, after that, we wanted to just sit around and not do anything. Um, then we tried in vitro again, um, the full thing and it did not work. Then we went in to do it again, but the eggs weren't ready or the eggs weren't good. So then we went full on adoption. We went through the whole process, came to the house, all of the stuff. And then uh, we mailed the $20,000 check off on a Saturday. And then on a Sunday, I, th I said, well, you know what? It's fun. Let me just take these pregnancy tests. I won't need them anymore. And you were pregnant. pregnant. I mean, and I made a mad dash to the phone to say, hey, lady, can you? 
please don't cash that. Thankfully, they hadn't, I mean, it hadn't even got there yet, but I told her, please don't cash this. And, um, wow. But that's when we got our daughter. Sassy Southern mess. That's what she is. That is, <laughs> wow. That's such an incredible story. And so I mean, since it took us so long to ha get her, I told my husband, I said, I'm not, I'm not working. I want to go home. Thankfully, mm -hmm. I would not have done that if we weren't in a position to, but I really wanted to, and we waited long enough. So I said, um, I'm going to enjoy this. So luckily yeah. I got to come home and stay home. Well, good. That is the and best place. I always tell people it's a blessing if you can stay home and raise your children because, um, not everybody gets to do that. And no, no. It literally goes by so fast. People do not understand how quick raising no. kids happens. So I always say, like, I used to be of the mindset, you know, like, I have an older one who's a senior in college. Um, what? Yeah, she's 21. And she's graduating in May. So, oh, my God. Yeah. Yay. Um, yeah, super proud of her. Like, she is an just a model child like the perfect kid um she's graduating on time too i'm like yes wow that's awesome congrats mama but yeah it was like with her i worked i worked a lot um yeah. you know like 60 hours a week but i was a single mom at the time and it's like people just don't realize it now unfortunately i have the opportunity to stay home with my two little ones because that's good. it's like in the blink of an eye, she's graduating college. And, you know, it, it, just... it doesn't make any sense. Your no. parents tell you that. Yeah. They do. They tell you that all the time. You're like, nah, it'll be fine. I mean, I'll, I'll, it's okay, okay. People tell you to embrace and, like, enjoy it, cuddle them. No. Yeah. Please do. Yeah. Because they, they grow up way too fast. Yeah, it is crazy. And they're having to in these days also because, you know, I'm having to have conversations with my daughter my 10 year old that I never thought in. Okay. So she's, never she's 10 years old and I was going to yeah. ask you her age. Okay. So that is yes. what that is. Fifth. Fifth grade. Okay. All yeah. right. Yeah. And it's just, luckily the school that she goes to is a magnet. Not that that means anything, but this magnet is seems to be special because all of the teachers kind of have the same mindset as the parents. Mm -hmm. They're very, they send emails repeatedly about your student they're, you're going in and out and not to say that somebody couldn't be that way, but this school has been very, what do you want to say? Well, I mean, I haven't made it very easy for them not to tell me stuff because I'm, I, I'm in their emails quite frequently yeah. and I'm up there. All the time. So, but I'm really nervous about middle school. I can tell you that I'm very nervous about middle school Yeah, because this is going to be a whole different group of kids, a whole, I mean, they're going through puberty mm -hmm. braces glasses it's just kids can be mean yeah so well, I'm kind of nervous what do you what are you feeling like um what do you think some of the big uh hot topics that you are dealing with or you think that your child is going to be facing being in school well I've already heard from a friend of mine her daughter is in uh, middle school now here and um there already have been sightings of like girls in the bathroom together in a stall like that kind of thing mm -hmm. um make you know making out and stuff like that they're already um there's i think there's one kid in her class that is identifying as a cat but i mean no one no one is going by not like nobody pre prescribes to that 
I think he just wants attention. I, I don't, I don't know. Yeah. But I just, I, but evidently somebody in her house is. So there's no litter box in the school or anything like that. <laughs> I'll have to ask her. They might have a litter box in the girls' Because we've heard those stories, and it's yes. like, It know. doesn't seem real. It seems fake. It seems like not anywhere near where I'm living, but yes, it is. Yeah. It's, it's just scary, and it's scary. I'm just, and I'm, I don't know. I don't, I, and I'm up the mindset that I'm telling my child adult things that I don't feel like I should have to tell her now. Yeah. Because I want to be the one to tell her the stuff, not someone else. Like, there are two genders. Every morning in our prayer, I go through the prayer, and I protect her, keep her safe, help her do her best. And then I have to go to the topics. What are, what are you telling her every day, Ben? Well, I can recite it, actually. I say, Lord, thank you for this day. Thank you for our home. Thank you for our food. I've been doing this since she was in pre-K. Thank you for food. Thank you for our bed to sleep in, clothes to wear. Thank you for our family and friends that love us. Dear Lord, I pray that you help her, protect her, keep her safe, help her remember her safety rules, which are, and then she recites them, no one, no one, don't ever let anybody touch you or don't go with anywhere with a stranger. Yeah. Um, and then I say, um, help her to do her best and behave, help her to be kind and considerate, help her to stand up for herself. Um, I'm just breezing through it right now. But um, then towards the end, I say, I've had to add, and how many genders are there to, can a boy be a girl? No. Can a boy, girl be a boy? No. And if somebody tells you they are, they need help. I'm sorry, that's not nice, but they need help. The kid needs help. So she says that. And then I tell her that she doesn't have privilege either. She's, yes, she's a white child, but she has no privilege over any other student. Mm -hmm. Skin tone. I mean, it's just stuff like that. Yeah. I don't want to have to do stuff like that. Because it seems like I'm I'm not trying to break <laughs> I don't know what I'm trying to say. I'm I'm trying to ready her for it, mm -hmm. hoping she doesn't experience it. But if she does, at least she'll have have that in her head. I don't know. It's just stuff I shouldn't have to talk about. I just really feel like I shouldn't have to tell her that kind of stuff. I mean, it's just a terrible world we're living in. Hopefully we can get it back. We'll see. Have you seen anything, like, has you, the school that your daughter um, done any type of, like, pride events or... Okay, so they're not, no. she's not being exposed to that stuff. I guess it's more of the public schools than, like, the true, because the magnet school, my children go to a private um, classical school, so yeah. there is absolutely none of that wokeness in there. I mean, it, and they, it makes you feel, yeah, it has to be comfortable for you. Yep, none with of magnet, I, magnets, you have to test to get in, and they're very specific about, they're very they're on top of behavioral issues, um, inappropriate issues, so they don't play with like warnings and then you're out kind of thing with children. Because okay. yeah. I can remember in um, elementary, I couldn't believe it already. In elementary, there was a kid who was he was just so terrible in the class behaviorally, and he would throw pencils and like take. I mean, he is a kid. I understand that, but he. I mean, they got to a point where his mom had to come and sit in the classroom with him and watch. And then I think eventually they just had to let him out. Yeah. But they're very, they're very specific about what type of students they want and what they won't tolerate, which I'm, like I said, I'm, this bubble has been nice, but I don't know that we're going to, hopefully we'll find another bubble like that because we so, do yeah. have magnet schools here 
middle magnet schools here. So because it sounds like you're in a more conservative school like we because I mean, I come across um, articles every day, videos every day about, you know, schools that are but these are public schools and depending on the region and area um, schools that are adopting, you know, Pride Month um activities i mean these are like elementary schools you know they won't allow anything religious or you know like we had a discussion a couple weeks ago about a school that didn't want um a halloween celebration because it might be um not inclusive to everybody but this same school had pride events going on so it's like there's there's this weird Thing there's about a, yeah, inclusivity a, for the LGBTQIA plus, but yeah, but everybody else's uncomfortableness, or we don't have to be mindful of someone else's religious views or anything like that. Um, yeah, that doesn't matter. That doesn't matter. Right. It doesn't matter how we feel. Only that we're affirming and making these children feel. Which, by the way, these children would not feel this way if they weren't being shown it or Coerced. taught it. Yeah. Because I have, there's no, well, I mean, event, I mean, I think they're trying to gradually put stuff in the TV, the television shows, but. They're in the cartoons already. Like I had to stop. There are so many things that I just don't allow my kids to watch anymore. Um, I can't. And unfortunately it's becoming uh, more prevalent in all of the uh, cartoons and a lot of parents are not paying attention to it. Like there's even yeah. a whole pride section on like, you know, Disney and stuff. Like you can go mm-hmm. and look and see there's a whole like pride cartoon section. But I want to say like most recently I came across, was it blues clues that had oh, um, yes. a pride parade? Um, was it blues? Oh yes. Blues clues. It was. Yes. Yeah. But even like, <laughs> like bluey um, is, it's an Australian, I think it's an Australian cartoon, and my kids love it. Um, and that I, one seems to be okay, right? I think so, but then the other day, I and I saved it, and I need to go back and watch it, because there was something in there, and I was like, wait a minute, what is that? Because, again, it's really, like, it's really difficult as parents to watch everything, you know, yes. your kids yeah. are doing or being exposed to sometimes, and that's why... Like, I just have gotten to a point where, like, I allow very little screen time anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Like, I put restrictions on all of their stuff. Now, as far as, like, device is concerned, uh, just because I can't trust anything at this point. No, <laughs> and you can't. I also can't watch everything, so I would rather us just stick to things that I'm comfortable with that I've already watched with them and yeah or we have no screen time and we play with Legos or do other things right um, we've had to revert back to board games here too yeah so I mean not that they're I mean they're kind of a thing of the past but you know we brought yeah, back... we have a lot of board games we play yes, uh, so... the floor is lava probably every night they love oh that my game gosh. my daughter loves that i find those little foam pieces like up under furniture yep. for the longest time i was like what the... okay this is yep. a foam piece to but yeah i think re- even with bluey wasn't there something um i'm not sure how long ago maybe last year sometime where they were um somebody had a problem with um the fact that it's a parent it's like a nuclear family like it's a mom and a, do- and it, a dad yeah. and the dad is pulling mostly the playing with the kids and stuff oh, did like someone that. have and, a problem with that 
I want to say they tried to have a problem with that, and it went nowhere. Oh, yeah. So, oh, it, and, oh and, go ahead. No, I was just going to say it is a nuclear family. Like, it's um, it's the mom and dad and then the kids. Um, I'm trying to look up and see the controversy. But, yeah, it was... I mean, as far as I know, it was fine. But then I want to say there was something that popped up recently or I watched something. I got to go back and find it. Oh, is it about the um, the weight thing where the dog, the dad dog got on the weight? Uh, he got on a scale and then the weight people, the, I don't know, the people who get mad about weight stuff. I don't know what they're, but anyway, they got mad because he stood on a, a, a scale and was like, hmm, I need to lose a few pounds. And so now the fat, the, the, I don't know what to call them without being ugly. The, the people who are, be you, be fat, whatever. They wanted, they didn't want that to be a thing. They wanted them to oh, scrap so there were that. fat phobic people that were. Yeah, yeah, that thought him standing on a scale was body shaming. That's it. That's what I was trying to say. Oh, okay. Or body so okay, I just, so you... I did look it up. Bluey was being criticized for being non, um, not diverse enough. So oh, okay. That's what it okay. was then. Um, but and how do you how do you divert? What what do they want? They want to see gay people in everything. They literally want to see it's a cartoon, and they want to see gay animals in there. They want to see, but like Peppa Pig also had, um, Peppa Pig brought in the LGBTQ as well, which well, I was they? never a fan of Peppa Pig to begin with. I always thought Peppa had major attitude and was very disrespectful. <laughs> like she was she was and i'm just like why are people letting their children watch it so <laughs> i actually stopped my I middle just, child it was always annoying that the, the the um snort was what it was annoying to me i mean it was oh. constant was it not like <laughs> okay we get it you're pigs uh, we don't need to hear that constantly that's but yeah, thanks. Well, Joe, my daughter has been, um, luckily for us when she was smaller, she was not into TV, anything like that. I would put Mickey Mouse Clubhouse on when she was little and it would be just noise. She'd be yeah. playing and doing other things. She's never been, she doesn't have a phone. She won't have a phone until it's absolutely necessary. And even then it'll be like a jitterbug that you they, can just yeah. open. And well, they have apps now too that you can install on your kids' phones and um, literally watch everything and keep them safe from stuff because okay. yeah, the devices are um, some of the scariest things. And those devices open your children up to being groomed and trafficked. And so yes. it's it's very scary out there for that. Um, and taking pictures of themselves and then potentially sit. I don't know. I just, the things you have to teach your child not to, I mean, I mean, it seems like obvious stuff, but I don't know. Well, I, I mean, it I mean, was I, like, you know, back in the day, like whenever I grew up, I mean, we had like dial up internet, you know? So oh, it's, yeah. not, it's not like I had a phone to where I could like go and like, you know, connect and then like uh, be susceptible to groomers out there, like right, what on AOL right. chat. I mean, come on, <laughs> while I'm sitting at home, you know, and on the one computer that we had, and the dial up was so would, loud, and like, and it would take forever exactly. for you to have a conversation anyway. Yeah. So, and like, so it, it unfortunately, <laughs> technology has made it a lot easier to, um, yeah. for groomers to access children, and children are susceptible and they, 
are easily manipulated. So it's right. And especially if you're not parenting your child, they're yeah. going to parent your child. Yep. They're going to. That is true. Um, it's pretty gross. I'm not really sure why this is an issue. Like, why? I don't know. I don't know. I just don't understand it. Why is, why? I don't know. Sexuality and children to me, is just gross. Why is that even a thing? I don't, I don't know, but I will say, I mean, the, the big issue that everybody has with like the alphabet mafia and Transtifa, um, and even their own community turning against them is the fact that their whole personality is based on their sexual orientation and their gender identity. Yeah. So it's like you've got somebody who has no substance and they're yeah. completely focused on sex and everything related to sex. I mean, the yeah. culture itself, if you have ever been exposed to the gay culture, is kinky. It's like it's, yeah. it's nothing but like, you know, kink um sexual like you know depravity like promiscuity like all of those things so naturally you know the next step after like i mean if you can't if you you can only push the envelope so much in certain areas you know and then you right. start crossing those boundaries and you're looking for new things to get a fix from and now it is like gone down to the children and of course if you're going to expose children to this world this world is consumed with nothing but sex. So yes, naturally yeah. you're going to sexualize the kids. And then, and that's what we're seeing now. And I just, I can't understand it. Like how people think it's okay to um, sexualize a child under the guise of it being, you know, LGBTQ. But if you sexualize right. a child in a straight way, then you know right. that's disgusting and i'm just yeah like, that's pe that's pedophilia which yeah. it is but it's pedophilia on the other side too yeah i mean either way you're a pervert or a groomer um and right. and neither one is okay you shouldn't be sexualizing no. children in any you know arena um like even with the whole like i i posted a video about some the child, the that six-year-old drag queen. Yes, yes. So somebody in my comment section, because I made the comparison, like, what if I came on here and I have a five and a seven-year-old and I'm like, she's a stripper and, you know, he's a gigolo, you know? Yeah. And they are, different. there would be no difference. But then no. somebody made a comment about, you know, well, it's the same thing as pageants. And I'm like, nah. First of all, I don't agree with pageants either. Um... Uh, no, but they're definitely but not the same as not, beauty pageants. No, it is not the same depravity um, because oh. you don't see, I don't, and I don't agree. Like I watched Toddlers and Tierras with my oldest daughter because she was like obsessed with it. And then she wanted to put my little, her little sister into pageants. And I was like, absolutely yeah. not. That's not happening. <laughs> no. But it's like, you know, you put the fake eyelashes on them. They have to wear those little, what do you call them? Flippers for their teeth. They've got full faces yeah. of makeup. They're like five, yeah. six years old. Exactly. And, yeah. and it makes me think of Jean Benet Ramsey for one. Yes. yes. And I'm like, so it is like there's nothing okay and the other big thing oh. is you're teaching a child that the the most important thing to them uh or their their most important asset is their outer beauty and that is so right. wrong because that is not their no, most it's... important asset 
it's so disgusting. And no, go ahead. No, I was just gonna say for me, the pageant world is not okay for kids either. But it's no. not the same as you. Don't, the child is not out there twerking, and they're not accepting no. money, you know, for their right. performance, and they're not bombarded with nothing but strange adults in the audience. It is. It's still, I still don't think it's okay, but I don't think it's no. on the same level as No, it's definitely that. not the same level at all. And, you know, some of those, there were some videos where some of the kids were even, like, veering off to the side as if they were strippers, and they were putting money into their little outfits. Yeah. So, I, I don't even know who that is in your comments, but that's. I don't, I didn't know who it was either. It was just somewhat, I mean, I did respond. I mean, it was fine. Like, it's okay to have that opinion, but I, you know, I went on and clarified the difference, but also saying that I didn't, I didn't, I don't approve of any of them. And the other, the other big thing is that if you've ever, I've been to plenty of drag shows, not with children Mm -hmm. there, of course, not accompanying my, that my children were not in tow. Drag yeah. shows are um, overtly sexual. Yeah, they they yeah. they just are like they. You don't have a drag show that it's just like sweet and fun and no. I mean, there's it's there's a yeah. sexual aspect to it. So that's the other thing. Like you know, you're signing your seven year old up to go be sexualized and perform for adults and a lot of the kids if in the videos they have no, they don't want to be there you can tell they don't some of them don't even want to be there they don't even know what's going on you see the moms forcing them up to the stage to get a closer look or putting the dollar bill i can't remember who i think it was sarah gonzalez that was doing a lot of that in texas to where she was doing going behind the scenes or pretend i don't know what she was doing but she was reporting on it and it's disgusting but one of the videos the child was i mean the mom was the the kid was kind of like but the mom was like go go ahead go do it yeah encouraging yeah this is the parents this is the mom it's the parents and it's majority moms if i'm not mistaken correct me if i'm wrong but i mean i'm sure there are some dads too but i've seen a lot of dads now on that are grooming their children, um, which I believe, like, those dads have, like, Munchausen's by proxy. And they're basically yeah. grooming their kids to be transgender um, for the attention, for, like, the yeah. narcissistic aspect of needing that attention. Um, and it's gross. I mean, obviously, they've got something going on in their own life that they're trying to fulfill. I don't I'm, I can't think of any other reason you would want your child to be there. In the presence of dildos and, I don't know. There is definitely, yeah, they, there is definitely an element of they're trying to find, you know, a place in the world. They're trying to satisfy something. They're trying to um, fill a void in their own personal life by, by using their child to validate themselves. Right. Like you said just a second ago, they're missing something and they're using this to fill it. And it's sad. Yeah. It's gross and sad. But, but, you know, at that time, it's okay for them to do this. But, no, we can't read a Bible verse to them. No. Don't dare read a Bible verse to them. Right. It's it's, It's disgusting. It's gross. Did you hear about the school? Well, I don't know in the 
the um where is it the school district in new jersey that partnered with the sex education group gen uh, it's called group gender affirming kits that include tucking underwear chest binders and devices yes. allowing girls to stand be standing up yes is that a, I'm guessing that's a public school. So it is a public school and that's not the only school because I did a little bit of research and um, they have more, there is action, an actual alliance that um, reaches out to schools to offer gender affirming care kits to like the school and the counselors. Um, and so if the counselors have a child at their school that is, you know, non-conforming, and, um, you know, they approach the counselor with this. Um, they can basically give them the kit. And then they have other organizations that will um, ship kits discreetly to, to like, minor children. Uh, yeah, for free if they are needing some type of gender-affirming care. And, yes, it includes, like, the binding um, tape and whatever else, um, which I have no so idea what's all in it, but... They're able to ship stuff to the child's home. Yeah. To the child. With okay, so if it so the parent is not gonna open it. Well they point. say okay. it's discreetly done. So it, it Oh, okay. Not that the parent's not okay with it, that just that they're shipping it to where no one else can tell what's in it. Exactly. Okay. So like if the child reaches out and, you know, request uh, a gender affirming kit, they'll get it, um, and it's discreetly done. So that it doesn't look like it is what it is. <laughs> so why, if everything, if that's supposed to be normal, why are you shipping it discreetly? That would be a great Ship question. Shipping it in package. If this is all okay, then why hide it? That is like you don't want a you don't want a box with a dildo and like some tuck binders sitting on your porch. Why not? How to, you're how cool to, with it, right? With the instructions on how to make a ball sack and, like, seriously. That's some of the stuff that is in the gender-affirming care kits. Like, it's crazy. Oh, my God. And pee standing up. I mean, what? How would that? I don't even understand how that would even. What is? I don't even understand how that, what that would be. To go to that extreme, like, <laughs> like because, because what? Like, because in a boy's bathroom, there are uh Stop. regular stalls too right so are you gonna yeah. go to the urinal and then go to the effort of like putting this on while you're standing at the urinal so that you can pee next to the guys that's not awkward at all like no i mean and that that guy's gonna think that's completely normal and he won't make fun of you i mean i don't even understand that like look i've got a i mean is it a plastic device that Honestly, so, I, I know no you don't idea. know i'm just it's just i'm okay. gonna have to look into it now I, I mean, that's got to be, okay, well, I've got to see if they have a picture of that on there. I'm sure they do. But it is. Oh, my God. Go ahead. I'm I was sorry. just going to say, it's scary for parents, though, um, to think that the schools are, you know, because there was a school that was sued by a parent last year, um, or at the beginning of this year, and they won the lawsuit that socially transitioned their child without telling them. Um, but it is very scary to think that school, yeah. the, the public school system is doing this. And that's one of the things about the, the don't say gay bill that actually doesn't say but don't say gay. Even... Yeah, yeah I, I read the it. whole bill. I read it seven pages. It was basically um, protecting parental rights. 
and not allowing the schools, the school districts um, to ever adopt any type of policy or procedures to where they would affirm a child's care without notifying the parent where they would ask, uh, you know, certain health questionnaires without notifying the parent. Um, you know, I mean, it's just standard stuff. Like as a parent, you, you are the, the main decision maker and influencer in that child's yeah. life. Like you should be notified just like when there's any of type everything. of like, any other, this is what's wild to me. If there's any other kind of medical procedure that needs to happen for that child, it has to have parental right. consent. But if right. you want to socially transition or start my child on like puberty blockers, I should not be notified. Hmm. Doesn't hmm. make any sense to me. No, not at all. And I was going to tell you, I'm glad we're talking about this because I was listening to um, another podcast and this late, um, she's a psychiatrist, Marion Grossman. And I was, she, um, it, I think her, I'll have to look up the name of her book, but anyway, she has, and I downloaded it. It is a parental notice concerning and concerning and then you name your child and issues related to gender gender identity ideology at school basically it's putting the schools on notice before the school even starts and it's letting them know that you will not do anything you will not have anything to do with my child's pronouns changing them sexually if anything happens to the elderly you know all of the things that they're trying to do behind our backs right you're putting the school on notice and um I was very impressed by that because I downloaded it and I'm going to have to keep it for myself just in case. But I mean, I'm not really sure. It's sad. We have to do that. Mm -hmm. It is. And I, it is. And, and I know a lot of people like will argue with me saying that socially transitioning a child, um, doesn't have an impact on the kid as long as you're not medically transitioning them. And I disagree wholeheartedly with yes. that because yes. even though your child is not at a point where you can medically start to transition them socially transitioning that child is going to have a long-lasting impact on them emotionally and psychologically yeah. and the bigger thing is do you not realize that as a parent you are telling your child that who they are is not okay that what and they are wrong. is not the right like they are not the right person like there is something inherently wrong with them is what you were teaching yeah. your child so for for people to tell me that it doesn't have an impact I'm like have you ever told a child that their whole existence is inherently wrong and then you think that that child is just going to be like well yeah and then they wonder why these children grow up with such deep-rooted emotional issues. Well, yeah. I mean, if you were told as a child that you shouldn't be accepted for who you are, you think that that's not going to have an impact on that child emotionally later on in life? It's like... The yeah, and the kid's going to do everything within their power to make themselves socially acceptable because they want to be okay in your eyes mm -hmm. and they want to look okay in everyone else's eyes. But to everyone else like us they're perfectly fine but their parents are making them think that they're not there's they something wrong with them there's something wrong with them so of course that's going to have bad ramifications and children children want nothing but love and acceptance from their parents that's exactly like, right 
So why so, are you going out of your way to say, hey, there's something wrong with you? Like if you're if you think your little boy is more feminine, why not just love your little boy for who he is and don't focus right. on who, what he plays with, on what he wants to wear? Like just allow him to be who he is and right. let him grow into whatever that is. It's like people... Right. People are putting so much pressure on like five year olds for and like a five year old. They can't decide if they want Cheerios or chicken nuggets or do I need to go potty? Yeah. I don't know. I, I I don't know. I can wait. No wait. I, I mean, it's, they can't make any of it. I mean, no. like the little boy. I know you've seen the video where the guy's got like what is it? A pile of money here and two Oreos yes. here, and he picks and the, the Oreos. He picks the Oreos. I mean, come on. <laughs> if that's not a better example of that, children don't need to be able to make decisions like that. And I mean, also, and if this, okay, say a child, not a child, but even grown adults these days, not grown adults, but like 20 year olds, something like that. The people don't want them to be go to prison for the rest of their life if they commit a murder mm -hmm. or anything like that, because they're not able to figure out that that was a bad thing to do they don't know that the ramifications of murdering someone mm -hmm. is going to make them go to jail like that's not they didn't know they don't give them a second chance they didn't know let's do this but they definitely know that they need to chop off the breasts yeah i'd like six years old like yeah that makes no sense and plus they can't and they just honestly don't understand what a student loan is they don't get it but that six-year-old can definitely think, I mean, do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Like you can't, why don't you understand that a loan you're going to have to pay back, but we should forgive the loan because they didn't understand that signing up for a student loan was, was going to be this hard. Right. Because a 21-year-old doesn't know what loan means. It's idiotic. I know. It's just idiotic. And they, and they don't even try to make sense anymore. They just don't. They don't have an argument. They just simply contradict themselves and move on. That's it. They just contradict themselves and move on. Um, what? Have you encountered any, because like you have a 10 year old and um, what about any issues with like the pediatrician? Because I know like, you know, parents are dealing with counselors, you know, trying to affirm their children's gender but pediatricians now are being instructed to make sure that the child's gender is being affirmed at home. So like I, I read like in the, um, in the American Pediatric Association journal, like a few months back, the, the whole vernacular has changed on the approach to that. And basically either the pediatrician or the nurse are supposed to like ask the child questions as far as like, are they uh, being affirmed at home? You know, are they a boy? Are they a girl? Even though it's on their chart, yeah. we all know that there are only two genders. But y'all are um, medical doctors, so that's kind of scary that you're asking this. It's a, it's very scary, but the vernacular has changed in that you know to uh, for pediatricians to affirm that gender. Have you encountered any situations like with your um, pediatrician where it's Not made yet. you uncomfortable? Okay. Not yet. Um, we have to go for her 11 year old and I'm see, I'm still debating on whether or not to, cause I've been trying to do all my research on the, um, the HPV vaccine 
and I don't want to do, I don't want to get her that. Don't I don't do want it. her to have that. Okay. Cause I, I've heard so many things that basically it's not worth it. In the mm -hmm. end, it doesn't prevent enough for it to be necessary. I did so, not allow my 21 year old to get it. Okay. And my gyno was like harassing me every single really? time. Pretty much. It was uncomfortable to the point where I was like, you know what, dude, I'm bouncing out. Like, if I said I'm not okay with it, I don't want you yeah. approaching my child saying, you know, we need to get it. Um, no. Right. She doesn't need it. No. Like, that's enough. Well, but the last visit, well, no, not the last visit. I want to say several checkups ago. I want to say even at the age of eight, we went in and, um, but it wasn't a checkup. Sorry. It wasn't a checkup. We went in and saw her pediatrician for, I want to say she had strep throat. And, um, and it was something throat related because my goodness, she was sick all the time when she was younger because going to, cause she was home all the time here mm -hmm. and then going to school, she was mixed in with all of the viruses and stuff. So, but anyway, um, her regular pediatrician, and this is not a knock on him, but even my eight year old, when we, she went into the appointment and he, um, you know, did the whole checking and everything. And then he asked her to lay down. And he was kind of filling on her stomach and down towards the middle section. Yeah. And um, when he left, she she said, Mommy, did he need to do that to my middle section if it's my throat? And I thought, oh, that's a good point, eight-year-old. <laughs> so, <laughs> and um, so finally, she, I said, well, are you okay? Because at that point, I wanted to see, are you comfortable seeing a male? Because he's been, a, we've had a male pediatrician for most of her life. Yeah. And so at eight is when she, it may have been seven. But at that point, she said, I said, would you rather see a, a female the next time we come to the doctor? She said, yes, ma'am. I said, did that make you uncomfortable? She said, a little bit. Because I didn't understand why he was, I mean, she weren't using these words. She was speaking as a child, but mainly right. meaning, I don't know why he was doing that when my throat hurts. So, yeah, we've, that wasn't what you were talking about. But, yeah, we, um, I haven't experienced it yet, but I'm anticipating it, and it won't go over well if they persist. Like, I'm sure that you were like, okay, I'm going to have to bounce also. Yeah. And that, but and I, I'm going to tell me that about, about that vaccine because I have been listening to, Megan Kelly did an extensive podcast on it and with a doctor that was, I guess, saying it with two doctors, one who wasn't for it, one who was. Yeah. And, it just wasn't enough evidence to say, yeah, I need to get it done. So I don't, I'm not going to, I don't want to get it done. There, so probably yeah, I, I did a lot of research at the time. Um, no, I take it back. I didn't do a lot of research. My sister did a lot of research at the time. Well, that was a while back. So it was like right? when it initially like started or when it initially like the market, it was like, it was, it was years ago. Because I remember like telling, bringing her to the doctor, to the gyno for the first time. And that's mm -hmm. when they just kept um, every time, like she went in a couple of times because she was having like issues with her uh, periods. And so trying to, you know, get that figured out. Um, and every time I would go in there, they were like you need to get this, you need to get this. And it's just, it for me, I remember being uncomfortable and I'm a very yeah. strong-willed person and I'm outspoken, you know? Yeah. And I remember having the conversation with my mom and saying, you know, what, what pisses me off about this is that I am, they're not going to talk me into it. It's going to get to a point right. where I'm going to say, you know what? I don't want to come back here because I've told you guys 
that I don't want it. I don't want her to have it. And y'all keep asking me about it. But I think about the people that are not as strong-willed as me and not yeah. as outspoken that will just be like, well, okay, if you say it's okay and you think about... And it, it what's frustrating, you know, now that I've done so much research on, like, big pharma and doctors and, you know, just getting into this whole transitioning ideology and... um it is really frustrating that these people who are supposed to be so respected in society because they are educated, they, uh, you know, are perceived as experts, are not acting in the best interest of their patients. They are acting no. in the best interest for themselves and for Big right. Pharma and for the almighty dollar. Um, yeah. And that's what's frustrating they- to me. Well, and these are the people that we're supposed to look to for medical advice, mm-hmm. and things like that. So to become very susceptible, I mean, suspicious of these people is kind of, okay, so all along have my has my daughter needed any of these vaccines? Did she right. really need the vaccines? Mm-hmm. Did she really need this? Did she really need that? And I mean, I don't know. It's just, it's, it's gross. It's just gross. You have these people that are supposed to protect you. You're supposed to give you the best advice possible for you. Listen to you, take in what you're saying and then move on. Yeah. And they're not doing that. And no. Yeah. The HPV, I've I've been leaning towards no, but you've just. Yeah. I would say no. Um, Okay. uh, What about, because this is a really big hot topic and your uh, daughter's going to get into like middle school and stuff where they're going to have like locker rooms and things like that um what what do you think are like the biggest challenges for parents with um you know the sharing of bathrooms potentially the even the dangers in sports yeah or for your for the daughters mainly I mean this is yeah this isn't anything against the boys but we don't, I mean, you don't, we don't see women going and fight with men. Exactly. No, right. And this is another big thing as to why this was never, this is not about equality. This is about, you know, weak uh, men getting their ego stroked by, you know, going. Yeah. They can't they compete can't against themselves, them. so they're going to go compete yes. against the women. And that's what this is about. Um, yeah. But what do you think we're going to start seeing more and more of as far as, like, what are going to be the bigger challenges with public schools and the bathroom situation and well I know as far as I as far as I'm concerned I my daughter will thankfully as of now she tells me everything that happens to her hopefully it stays like that because she is I mean she's young and obviously she's going to turn into a teenager but um I, I ask questions relentlessly and so people need to make sure that they're asking questions even if they're uncomfortable questions like I'll like my daughter when she was in kindergarten I was stressed out because the bathroom when we went into the school was so far away from her classroom and it made me uncomfortable first of all because I didn't want her to get lost second of all I didn't want somebody just to take her and do st- I mean you know obviously but in kindergarten they have the bathrooms in the room so it made me feel more ba- it made me feel more comfortable but I've got to ask, okay, where, how, did you, how many times did you go to the bathroom today? Was everything okay? What did you see? Nothing, nothing, nothing happened. And it seems like a stupid, stupid question to ask. It really does. And my daughter is so 
used to my shenanigans at this point that it doesn't bother her. But I'll say, okay, well, did you <laughs> did you have to go to the bathroom today? Yeah. Well, was it just you? Was anybody else in there? No, it was just me. And I mean, I know that makes me seem like a crazy person, but I'd rather be a crazy person than have But anyway, I go to the middle school thing. If I have to go in there and go to the bathroom with her every time, I will. I will go up to the school and I will make sure I'm going to be asking questions because we have an open house tonight at the middle school. And it's not the one we've decided on, but I can tell you that she won't be sharing the bathroom with anybody yeah. else. So you'll ask, is, she, is there a unisex bathroom? Is there... Right. Yeah, because yeah. there's not going to be... And, and I don't appreciate the door. Well, no, I don't know. Because, you know, some places you go and the doors for both bathrooms are wide open, like in facilities. Yeah. Like in a Walmart. During a car trip, we went and the Walmart bathrooms were just... The doors were wide open. Yeah. So just anybody could walk on in. But... um. No, I will be asking the questions tonight, and I will be taking a look at everything, and um, I will be asking about their policies as far as boys playing with girls, because that's not going to happen. Mm -hmm. that's, it's just absolutely not going to happen. And if even if it's happening for other children, I'm going to, I mean, I'll pair, I mean, I'm not trying to make myself some hero or anything like that, but. I've, I've, I'm past a point of caring what people think of me. I'm 46. I don't really care what anybody thinks of me. I don't care if people think I'm crazy or if I'm making myself look, un look stupid. But um, like what's, what scares me the most is when she gets into high school and she starts playing actual sports. Mm -hmm. And like the whole, what was it, lacrosse that they were playing? I can't remember if it was lacrosse or something where the dude was playing with the girls and yeah. he like basically knocked the girl's teeth that out of was, her mouth. I think it was lacrosse, but then there was, there were other situations. Um, there was, I think it was a soccer game too, where the girl got a concussion from the transgender uh, boy or whatever it yeah. was. He was a boy he, is what he was. And he was playing with the girls and he gave, I think it was soccer. That was a concussion. And I mean, we're seeing more and more of that. We're seeing more and more of children not of children, of girls yeah. um, being injured by boys who are playing yeah. the sports with them. Um, and it's only going to get worse, I feel like, until people really start to just take a stand and say, hey, I'm not allowing my daughter to play in this if you have a boy on the field, you know, or a boy well, on I'm the not field. really sure why other parents are. I mean, there have been parents that stood up, but where are the parents that are allowing this? Like, why do some, some mean, parents are okay with it though? Like, obviously, there must be some parents okay with it because there are sports going on with like the transgender kids in there, you know. Um, and then there, well, there was a a, a cross country one where the kid, um, the boy won, but that's not really like a full contact sport. So obviously, he's not going to hurt other kids, other girls. Yeah. But he did win, so he basically he, stole their, you know, title, uh, their or, title or whatever. But that's no different from trans the transgender, um, grown men competing in women's pageants and taking it. And it, that's not even they're not winning it because they are qualifying for the pageant. They're no. winning it because it's a, oh, it's a woke. Oh, I'm virtue signaling. Let me give you this because you're transgender and we feel sorry for you. And we're like, yeah. oh, yeah, you want it because you're transgender. You didn't win it because you yeah. were the prettiest. No, you were actually, no. you're really ugly. You don't make a pretty woman. But um, <laughs> we're going to go ahead and be that woke company and say yes. 
There you go. Well, and I mean, and another thing is that all of this happening, how can they still in one breath or any kind of breath say that they're being marginalized or... There's a genocide going on. Up. You didn't know that? I... What? Those poor trans people. Oh, gosh. I mean, oh. you're... Yeah, you're so marginalized, yet you're winning in female spaces. That's Which the... means you're weak. That's what they Not, don't understand no, is it, that they think that um, they're marginalized, but at the same time, real women are sacrificing their rightful places, their own safety and their own security for the safety, security and acceptance or inclusion of, you know, trans people. Um, so basically men are taking over the world. Pretty much. Yeah. Now, the now we have men in women's dresses that are taking yeah. over. They're pretending to be women. The the feminists yeah. are all virtue signaling right now and saying, oh, my goodness, you're so brave because you're a guy and you put on a dress. And, oh, wow. <laughs> like, legit. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, you're so marginalized. It's so, they're, so, they're so idiots. They're idiots. Sorry. And there there is a genocide going on, but it is a mental health crisis. Um, yes, it is. And the the sad thing is, is that it's it's self inflicted. It's you know that victim mentality, um, and it's encouraged by. I mean, the worst thing you could actually do for someone who is struggling with a mental issue is affirm it. You know, you're yeah. affirming the delusion instead of getting yeah. that person real help. Um, and even all of the studies, and I've read people think I just like you know the haters think oh you know you're just like you watch fox news you do this or do that i actually watch no news i read either i read a lot of sub stacks i read a lot of books um and one of the big things i delve into the whole trans uh transitioning ideology like a few months back and i just was like in it like i would stay up at night and i was just reading stuff looking at the surgeries the aftermath you know uh listening to all like the detransitioners and everything and um and just this the history of it too because it's been around for a long time it's just yeah you know it was like less than 4.4 percent were identifying as transgender and now we have a spike because it's become a social contagion um, yes that's exactly what it is yeah but uh the suicide rate actually increases after they get the gender affirming care because right, they can't go back. They can't go, oh, oops, okay, well, okay, I don't well, have the my problem. The problem is is that the, there's a mental issue going on. So there is something internal wrong. There is internal trauma, unresolved issues in here. And the problem is is that they are not addressing those issues, but they are trying to mask it with like saying, oh, well, let's do this, let's do this, let's do that. And then, but these kids keep seeking additional things because that is whatever that treatment is on the next step is not filling that void, is not fixing that problem. So then it right. just continues to get worse and worse. And you compound it with medical issues that now have been created from, yeah. from the whole gender affirming care. Medical, yeah. Well, physical medical issues at that point, you know, like. Because you're, right. you're going to have long-term physical um, issues and just just the upkeep of what, you know, some of those oh. surgeries at the bottom surgery is just it's oh insane. I, you know, and I never, I, I heard about that um, 
what is it jazz jennings was she one of the first well not one of the first was, i think she's like one of the biggest like one of the most famous ones that we saw in the public eye as far as that yeah, was concerned that they made a show about it mm-hmm. and then on the show the mom is basically the girl she doesn't want to stick what is it like a they have to it's a dilation tool so basically because you're they create a hole um it's a man-made hole and you have to clean it you have to dilate that hole um because you're i think about it anytime we have like a cut or anything our body wants to heal itself it is naturally going to try and close up that cut it's the same thing there's a hole in your body that's not supposed to be there and your body wants to heal it so it's going to close it up closing it up causes um issues to where they can get like they get like bubbles they can get infections um you have to have another surgery for that but if you have the bottom surgery you have to use a dilation tool for the rest of your life Right after the surgery, it's more often, but I think it gets to a point where you can use it once a week. But you have to force, you're forcing that hole to stay open. Um, And it's, it, you know, when you listen to some of these people that have had the surgeries, it's painful. Like, that's a painful uh, thing for them to do. And... And, 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 And add that on top of children having to do it. Yeah, like like Jazz. I'm not sure how old she was when her mom was talking to her about, like the doc, mom was like, "No, you've got to do it. You've got to do it," and she's like, "Well, I just can't." I mean, I think she was honestly having a a moment where she couldn't. She was not able to realize who she actually was. Like she was still having trouble finding herself. Like you said, mm-hmm. they don't. They're never going to find clarity until they accept that they have a mental issue. Right. It's just like if somebody has. An eating disorder. I'm not going to affirm that. Yes, go get lipo. Go get lipo. Or yes, you should continue to make yourself throw up. Yeah, because you are fat. Okay, right. you think you're fat? Okay, well, do what you need to do. Do what you need to do. No one on earth would do that. No one. But with this, it's okay, and it's sickening, mm-hmm. and it's scary, and it's sad because we're going to have a bundle that's not the right word but a whole bunch of youth that are just traumatized from this and it's going to take people suing the medical the medical practices the doctors it's going to take something huge like that to where the doctors don't want to take part in it i mean class action class action lawsuits um yeah they gotta happen we're already seeing them uh, pop up there's the the one transgender she's made her rounds on the news um that she's suing the clinic and the doctor um Good. for affirming her care and going through the whole surgery thing um instead of taking the time to do like a real psyche bow on her which is what all and, these kids and, need and why and why is that hard why is that why is that a hard thing to do like, to me, that just seems like, let's first, not that I would ever go to the transition part, but it feels like if you honestly just sat down with them and had a conversation, you would it would get resolved and we wouldn't see any of this. I know that was very obvious, and everybody knows that, what I just said. But, I mean, I just, I don't understand how, as a medical professional, you're supposed to do no harm. You're harming these children. These kids, you're chopping the breasts off. You're doing things they're not supposed to do to their body. Yeah. And then they're going to regret it for the entirety of their life. Just like the Chloe Cole. And I can't think of the other man. That, He's that's old. the one. I think it was Chloe is the one that's suing. 
She's suing the oh, doctors, good. right? Yeah, I think so. The older gentleman that was uh, told from the time he was little, but he that was the one who had suffered um, abuse in his uh, in his childhood, and he ended up having the gender affirming care, and uh, yeah. he had the bottom surgery and all of that. Yes, and he realized that was, that's not what he needed. He just was he the one that also um, said that his grandmother at a young age would. Put him, him in dresses. dresses, yes. Okay. So yep. that's a, okay, don't do that. I mean, did he want to be in the dress? If he did, just. Probably not. not tell him no. But even You're if he parent. did, it's okay. Like, just, you don't, just because a boy yeah, puts just, on a dress. Like, I remember my nephew putting on a dress whenever he was, like, five or six, playing with his, you know, uh, his sister. But my sister did not run him to a gender clinic and say hey let's you know figure this out no he's fine <laughs> he's still a boy today my, he's 21 brother, years old my brother used to put on my mom's heels and walk around in them just because it's it was just a yeah. thing to do i yeah. did the same thing i'm a girl though but he did it and Okay, Matt, let's take you to the doctor. I think you want to be a girl. Studies show, I think it's like 94% of the kids that uh, that experience gender dys dysphoria when they're little will grow out of it. Because it's natural. Yeah. It's natural yeah. for kids to be curious. Um, you know, especially like I say, if you have like, I have uh, two kids that are opposite genders and they're close in age. So it's natural for them to be curious about the other one's you know stuff like you know yeah. because you know my little boy will see my little girl playing like with her dolls and like wearing her dresses and all of that stuff and I mean he'll ask questions and he'll go play with dolls but never for yeah. one second will I be like oh my goodness that is he's telling me he wants to be a girl no he sees his sister and he's just gonna go play with the doll with her it's the same thing like right. she'll go play with his cars with him you know, or yeah. his trucks. Like, it's the same thing. But I would never run my kids to a clinic because I yeah, think I, that they're telling me that they're gender nonconforming. No. And they're just playing with their siblings. That's it. Right. And all of, all of those names are... St the not, I don't even understand them now. Do you? The what? Non-binary, non... Wait. What does non-binary mean? I Does that mean see well, that doesn't even make sense to me because binary literally means like one of two things like like it it's one of two things so it's if you're non-binary then you're not one or the other then what are you are you like an alien <laughs> are you like like you're a ghost I'm not sure what that means um and they come up with new names every day and so it's hard for me to stay abreast of what they like <laughs> to call themselves because it's, it's, it's hard to stay caught up and then they also change their minds too like a, a lot of like my tiktok feed is full of these crazies and it's like you know one day they call themselves trans femme then they call themselves non-binary then you know it's like trans mask and i feel like there's a lot of um I don't know, multiple personality disorder, disassociative identity disorder yeah. going on. That's the only explanation. These people are crazy. They really are. They need help. They really do need help. But they seek out the attention. Like the one that you've, um, I think you've sent, I think you've done several videos on him or her, him. It's a him. 
He has the facial hair. Remember, he was talking about, I think I'm going to go on more testosterone. So that's, I want that's a girl. I did two videos on her. Her name yeah. is, um, oh, now we have balloons. So <laughs> I, her name, or she goes by Aurora Birdie now. Oh. It is a girl. She was born a girl. She, um, I feel for her, I feel really bad. I've, I've seen quite a few of her videos. Um, she suffered some severe abuse as a child. And I keep saying that a lot of these kids are like, they're either autistic or they have, uh, sexual, emotional or physical trauma, um, in their childhood that they don't know how to deal with. So they're dealing with it in a way where they can basically um, mask themselves of who they were whenever they were being victimized. Um, she is a woman. She got top surgery, so she doesn't have her breasts anymore. She was on T for a while, and then she got off of it, and now she's back on it. Um, okay. Yeah, so she has some facial hair. She still looks very feminine. She does. Um, and what is she wanting to be? What is her identity at the moment? I don't know. I true for her. I truly believe that she either has disassociative identity disorder or she has multiple personality disorder, because on any given day, if you come across her videos, she has changed. Some days she calls herself, you know, non-binary. Some days she calls herself trans, um, and you can see. A lot of her videos, I feel like it's just a cry for help. And I like oh, yeah. a lot of them, I genuinely feel sorry for. Like, I wish I could go to them and be like, hey, let me help you get like the real help that you need. And like for her, I don't think she has anybody in her life that really because it sounds like she had a really rough home life um, and she's pretty much on her own now. Um, and there's just there's a lot going on with her. Well, and you can also tell that by one of the other videos she had. Wasn't she um, crying because she's not included in either conversation? Yes. So you could tell, like you said, she's desperately crying out for someone for help. to accept her yes. and yeah, for some help. So that is true. Yeah. Because it was sad to watch. It was very sad to watch her cry and almost plead for attention. I mean, that was it. But was what she's doing. That, a lot of her videos are like that, though. She is desperately trying to find acceptance and a place that she can feel like she is loved for who she is. The problem is she doesn't know who she is. Yeah, um, that's awesome. And there are some severe issues that it, it, I wish she could get professional help. I wish she did have someone in her life that was like, hey you really need to get some serious professional help because it's sad. It's like, what is she ever going to accomplish or amount to in her life? Like th they are incapable of making it through the day without getting offended by anything. She quit her job because of ableism. She made a video the other day that she quit her, her job because she was being discriminated against for being trans and for ableism. Yeah. What is ableism? I don't even know. She explained it. Let me look it up. <laughs> but she, um, in her mind, um, yeah, she even called out, let me see. Let me explain. Ableism is the discrimination of and social prejudice against people with disabilities based on the belief that typical abilities are superior. 
Okay, well, that makes sense now if you're thinking of like someone in a wheelchair or, you know, on, I mean, He's not in a wheelchair, not, though. Yeah, no, I do know that. But I mean, I, ableism, I get that, but she should not be under that at all. Again, it's that victim mentality, and you can't be a functioning member, a productive member of society when you have that kind of uh, mentality. No. She'll, like, she's not going to go anywhere until she gets help, like you said. Yeah. It's really sad. It is. Um, have you ever been in a bathroom that has been unisex? I, I have, but it's always been where it's there's one. Uh, oh, okay, not multiple stalls. Okay. No, not multiple okay. stalls. Have you? I have. And how I will, did that go? I will tell you, it, it was very uncomfortable for me. Um, it is not, as an adult, as a 41-year-old, very capable woman of, you know, defending myself and taking care of myself, you know, every time I would use that bathroom, it I would think about children having to use that bathroom you know, in mm -hmm. schools and stuff. And for me, it was very uncomfortable, very uncomfortable, very unnatural um, to have to walk out and see like a guy standing at the sink or a guy in the next stall, you know, using it. Like, it's just, I don't, I, I just, I don't think. Where was this bathroom? So I, Where was it? I used to work at a gay nightclub and. Okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. And so there were only unisex bathrooms. Okay. It's very uncomfortable. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That would have been. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I would have been uber paranoid. Yeah. Um, so we'll, we'll go ahead and wrap it up. This is a good discussion, but let's talk about real quick, the contradiction of, um, cause I don't know why more people don't like bring this up, but it's like, think about all the things that kids can't do that are age restricted yeah. versus yeah. being able to self-diagnose and then uh, be in the driver's seat of, like, actual, real medical um, decisions that are going to have long-lasting impact for the rest of their life. What do you What do you think about that? I think it's absurd. I mean, you can't like people. You can't drink until you're 21. Obviously, people probably still drink, but you're not allowed, legally allowed to drink. You can't vote until you're 18. You can't drive until you're 16. I mean, and you can't, well, you can't get a tattoo either, right? Until, yeah. what, is there a page on that? You you have to have parental consent um, if you're under 18. But I to would have a tattoo? Yeah, but I would think that there would even be, let me look up age restriction. Because I would think there would be a minimum restriction as well, even with parental consent for that. Yeah. But, I mean, is that not stupid? Because they're using, I mean, that's like a... That's permanent. Yeah. Um. I mean... I mean, I mean you okay. can't have any body piercings or anything if you're under the age of 18. Um, if you're under 18 has to have parental consent but i don't i would think it's probably like 15 or 16 years old i don't think any tattoo artist would do it um you know without uh because that would you know I, that would be like an ethical moral issue like if you have like a 15 year old in there even if their parent is saying it's okay at 15 years old did you really know 
that you wanted, you know, like a dragon tattoo on your body for the rest of your life. You know, uh, like that. Yeah. That doesn't make any sense to me. Well, and, and see, even that pro- that's proven the point right there. Even a tattoo. Because that's permanent. An right. And you, if you want to get, I mean, if you, if you have a parent, cons- I can't talk, a parental consent, you can get it done maybe. But this is a tattoo artist here. Yeah. He has higher standards than our medical community. That's right. And he didn't go to like an eight-year school that cost Not him hundreds of thousands of dollars or she. No, he probably learned by watching someone else and, you know, just. A lot of them do like time. apprenticeships. Yeah. Yeah. But they have higher standards than our medical community. And that's really sad. Yeah. Because, I, and I don't know why any parent, because for a while my daughter was getting strep a lot and they kept you probably need to get her tonsils out. You probably need to get her tonsils out. I mean, I I don't know. I don't want my I don't want to put my daughter through a surgery if it's not necessary. And mm-hmm. that was just having her tonsils out. I never did because she grew out of it. Right. But why are I mean, I'm I was I, I was apprehensive about simply having her tonsils out. Mm-hmm. How as a parent are you walking in to a, a, a medical facility and allowing your child to lop off body parts and permanently damaging themselves i mean i don't even understand the thought process i i, I can't wrap my head around it it's i mean it's i don't know it makes me sad it yeah, makes me it sad kids. because it and that that just proves the point that if you have a transgender child it's because the parents are pushing it it's you know right. there is something mentally wrong with the parents um if they are allowing and encouraging that kind of behavior and they should never be parents is the reality. No, they shouldn't. They should have their rights taken away. Yeah. Um, Just like what were they trying to do that in California, but it didn't pass. Thank goodness. The, to circumvent parental, uh, rights. No. Did it pass in California though, to where they can, they can, um, if they're not getting affirmed, they can, um, even if they're under, if they're a minor, they can basically run away. So, like, the state can legally kidnap your child if you're not affirming the child's care is pretty much what it boils down to. Yeah. I, I mean, I, and there are other, there are people advocating for that right now in all of the states, you know, because they're and saying. Do, it's just infuriating. And most I, there's, here's what's here's what's so uh, interesting to me though. Most of these trans activists on social media don't have children. No, yes, that's exactly what I was about to say. They probably don't even have children. They don't because most or these or the people that do are advocating for it that do have children are probably children that are yeah that it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter because it's not affecting them. Right. Yeah. But, I mean, it would affect their grandkids. I mean, I don't know. It's just sad. I don't even know. There's no other word to say. It's just sad. Yep. So what would be uh, your advice to parents now? What do you feel like we need to be paying attention to? What do you feel like we need to be doing as, you know, a collective group of responsible parents raising our kids in this environment? Well, um, I definitely think that that, that sign that um piece of paper that i was talking about earlier the parents right to know thing is something that everyone should do put the child put the school on notice that this is not gonna this isn't gonna be okay and um i'm gonna be up here behind if this ever comes to fruition 
but also I have a lot of parents that keep me in for parent like friends that they go to the, their children go to the same school that they keep me informed of things that are happening in their school. Um, I mean, in their class, things that might come up um, because they were the PTA did go to a DEI something or other, mm-hmm. and I immediately have the cell phone number of the lady who's in PTA, and I said, "You need to tell me what this is involving. Um, what does this entail? Is this entailing Pride Night?" What, what are y'all trying to do? You, you have the word inclusion in this. I need to know what your version of inclusion means for the school. Yeah. Because I need to know what it means. And she was just basically talking about spa- like heritages of, you know, ethnicities like mm-hmm. Spanish, stuff like that. And having um, days for, I mean, it didn't even apply to any of the stuff that other schools are doing. It was more or less like um, family nights for in. I'm really not being helpful right now, but <laughs> I'm sorry. I need the piece of paper, but it did not involve, thankfully, it did not involve anything regarding pride. Okay. Um, or trans anything. And, um, yeah, I think by this point, the teachers, and I don't mean to sound, they know me because from kindergarten throughout, I believe I'm, let, okay, I'm just known. I guess basically is what I'm saying because I'm emailing repeatedly. I need clarification on some stuff that they you, not maybe not. You just ask a lot of questions. You're very involved and um, yeah, and that well, and sometimes their emails might be unintentionally vague, but I make them not so. Yeah, I make you you, explain you want them need. to clarify for understanding, um, just so that you well, know exactly yeah. what's going on. Well, like, for instance, when she was in kindergarten, they wanted, and thankfully they send out forms for this, that they wanted to know if it would be okay. Like, is it okay for you if your child sits in on a good touch, bad touch conversation? And I said, well, wait a minute, what do you mean? Because my child, first of all, I'll teach my child no touch, good touch, bad touch. I don't need y'all talking about that at all. Yeah. And um, and I definitely don't need my child sitting in an auditorium with first, second, third, and fourth graders and fifth graders talking about good touch, bad touch. Because fifth graders have a It's going to be different, different than what, a, you know, a six-year-old. A is, yeah. So um, she clarified, and thankfully she said, no, it's going to be just me speaking to each class individually but I said you know what I'm still gonna pass because I'm not what I'm not sure what your verbiage is gonna be yeah so don't worry about that I'll just speak to her just pull her out and she's been pulled out of a lot of conversations there that may not have been hurtful or harmful or you know in any way but to be safe I'm gonna have the conversation yeah unfortunately in this day and age it's the not knowing so unless they could give me a script on things there are certain things that I just don't want my children being talk to I know you know like unless you give me what it's going to be what's going to be discussed and said and then even that you could go off topic someone someone could ask a question and it's like and then that could turn into something else and there's a lot of things nowadays that it's really hard to trust anybody um yeah your kids so I get it I think ultimately you're right though like parents just need to get more involved um parents need overly involved yeah even if they look even if they look crazy yeah because i know i do 
like be involved um if your kids have to go to public schools i would say be overly involved unfortunately um ask about the policies regarding you know the gender affirming care ask about um you know even like whenever you're at the pediatrician that might be something if you're looking for a pediatrician you may want to ask them up front you know what is your policy on gender affirming care um, exactly. There, you just you have to ask a lot of questions nowadays for clarification and understanding because you just don't know who mm. is going to try and attempt to say what or ask certain questions to your child. And um, no, and I mean, and I know, unfortunately, it probably does make me look paranoid, but that's fine. yeah, it's okay. <laughs> that's okay. It is. It's okay. I mean, as parents, it's our job to, you know, keep our children safe and um, keep them from being exposed to things that they shouldn't be exposed to. And a lot of this stuff nowadays is things that children should never be exposed to. Right. And they're all you have. So if you're not doing it, someone else is going to. Yes. So you need to do it. Uh, Well, I appreciate you coming on. Um, I would love to see that parents' right to know thing. If you want to share that with me, oh, I yeah. can post that on yeah, um, you. on my social media at some point. And um, because I, I had never even considered that that was you know anything that you could do. I mean, and it seems so obvious. Yeah. But, no, I mean but yeah. that makes a lot of sense, and I think that would be helpful for all parents if they had that in their um, wheelhouse. That way, they know going into it with the schools what um you know what their position is and make sure that the school is aware hey i'm not comfortable with you saying anything on anything about this stuff so and also if they're even a little bit hesitant on it that should speak volumes yeah it should but well thank you yes do that and i will post it thank you so much for all of your insight today um I appreciate it. Sorry, Jana. Thank you for having me. I know. I miss Jana. I know. Let me tell you the reason. I'm going to be honest with you. The first thing I thought of when I saw your videos and her videos was, oh, my gosh, their hair is cool. I've got to follow them. So, I mean, your hair, I can't. And with her, she had the, I don't even know what it was, but I said, I need to know her. Yeah. So, both of you, I'm I'm obsessed with you both. Thanks. Thank you. (laughs) Not in a weird way. Not a weird way. No, I get it. (laughs) And I appreciate that. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much, Tammy. It was great having you on. And I will talk to you soon. Okay. Have a good day. You too.